I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few, the Rangers podcast. My name's Carl McDuff and as ever I'm joined by Scott Hodge. How are we? Well, that's the question, Scott. Um, you know, well, we record on a Sunday afternoon usually and this week it's just felt, you know, it's coordinated with the aftermath of go dropping two points at Easter Road. There's no way of getting about it. We always try and look at the bigger picture of the week, but... It's really hard not to be deflated. Absolutely. I know, it's, uh, it's shite doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, you know, it's kind of like the Livingston game, you know what I mean? It's all fine and well. It's all fine and well doing a, doing a recording after we scudded Dundee United uh, 4-5-0. But aye, these are the... Aye, the challenging ones. The are challenging ones, they really are. So, we'll get to it. Uh, Rangers start, started... Uh, Starting lineup, we went with McLaughlin and Gold, Tavernier, Golson, Hillander, Bonner, Barisic, Arfield, Steve Davis, Kamara, Haji, Morelos, and Kent. So I think the two big surprises, or not surprises, the talking points there John McLaughlin and Goals and Alfredo Morelos starting up front. Were you surprised with that? No, not really. Um, you said it as well. It'd be, probably be a bigger surprise if McGregor was starting uh, because how well McLaughlin's done and during the week was a perfect opportunity for for McGregor to, to get some minutes. The, the gaffer said that, you know, due to the conditions in place, they can't really play behind closed doors or, or anything games, so it's very hard to get people minutes. So it was a perfect opportunity for him to get up to speed. Uh, obviously, Ruth being injured meant I think Morelos was the only option to really, really play. Defoe's obviously not had many minutes, so to start him would have been a big risk. Itton's coming back from an injury and, and Morelos has you know, scored during the week, so I don't think that was a, a major surprise, uh, them, them coming into the team. And I think after Morelos looking so sharp on Thursday night, getting his couple of goals as well, confidence boost, I, I was happy to see that he was in uh, before kick-off. I thought the Rangers started this game fairly well in the first five ten minutes. The typical Rangers, they 
they kept a lot of the ball and they were very forward thinking. We we were in their box quite a lot the first ten, fifteen minutes, but you know, Hibs actually got the first goal. Um this was a really poor poor goal to concede. Well any any goal's bad to concede. I hate that term actually. I don't know why I said it. Oh, it's a bad goal to lose. Every fucking goal's a bad goal to lose. <laughs> um you know, I think the ball the ball comes in to the Rangers box is headed out wide and you know, I don't think Barisic is quick enough uh, closing down Martin Boyle. He gets the ball into that boy right, I think it was, in, in the Rangers box and I feel just a couple of yards short. It's you know, he's lost his man and that guy right. I think it's a bit of a tap in, but you think Jen McLaughlin could have done better. Nah, I, f- I think from that, it's it's just your luck. People can say it's talent or whatever, but it's very hard unless it's fired straight at you to, to save it from that distance, I think. But I did say um, McGregor, possibly, he, I think he's a lot, lot better at saving with his feet. I mean, I, I'm no goalkeeper expert, obviously, but I feel as though he does use his feet very effectively. Um, but, that, you know... David De Gea is always criticised for that, he uses his feet, but if you're keeping it out of the back of the net, then Dubit's going to stop goals effectively. But you're right, I don't think Barisic done himself justice there. He should have been out quicker, closing him down, try to put him in his, his weaker foot as well. Um, but it, it was just too easy. It was a boil that had it down there. I think it was um, So we know the threat he had, and it was... He's not been up against much, to be honest, Mark Barisic, um, certainly domestically, so uh, maybe more so on the international stage. So this is probably the, the biggest test for, for him, um, coming up against you know Boyle, who's not not you know world beater or whatever, but he's a he's a decent player, you know. Um, I think it, Bar- Sorry, but sorry, I've just cut you off there. This, you see this a lot with Barisic he is he is quite slow to go at times a lot of time it's Kamara that will do his dirty, dirty work for that and I think it's only fair we we give Barisic all the praise in the world but does he wait that, this is something he has to address it's just we'll point out now because we've lost a goal for it but you know it is something you see quite often I there's no complaints about him going forward uh, best left back he still is the best left back in, in the league but Defensively, there is some quite fragile, and he probably doesn't work on that. He's if he's spending hours, you know, a week practicing free kicks, delivering balls, that's fine. But you know, you're a defender. You need to you need to defend these situations better. I actually think when I seen the goal back as well, Davis was sort of covering him from coming inside, and that's let Davis not go into the danger area where the ball's going to go. So his Poor defensive work has caused Davis to come and cover him, and then that's led to a, a tapping. You know, for mm-hmm. for is it right? So, um, quite worrying, and I'm sh- I'm sure it'll be addressed. But again, that's his first proper test, and didn't do himself justice really. Just on McLaughlin, with that, that I think it's fair to say there's no much he could have done about that. But through the game, he had a couple of cracking saves. Um, you know. You know, we'll cover the second half in more detail, but there was a, a point blank save in the second half. In the first half, there, I think it was Nisbet had a volley, and it was it was a, a, a tremendous reaction point blank save. Um, you know, I think 
I'm comfortable with McLaughlin and goals. I, I'm not coming away for today thinking anything different would have happened with McGregor and goals. And I, I'm comfortable with John McLaughlin staying number yeah, one. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, I think I think in terms of the one in the first half, it was um, if he if he let it in, it's there might have been questions. It's it's from outside the box. It's a good hit from Nisbet, but we might have been asking questions about could they have done better positioning and things like that. But don't take anything away from it. It was a it was a, a really good save. Um, the one in the second half was was unbelievable. It was you know three or four yards out or something gets a good hand to it. Um, just uh, it probably was one of our best performers, um, which is quite weird when you can see two goals, <laughs> isn't it? So only the the two Rangers goals then. The first one, it came. Oh, it's a great time to score. Um, it just the stroke at half time. You know, it it would have getting a goal at that point puts Hibs uh, changes the the mood of the Hibs changing room uh, for for the the fifteen minute break, but. Ryan Kent gets the ball wide right. It was it wasn't on the right hand side too often today, and I'll come to that in a minute because that was frustrating. I think, but he, on this occasion was the right hand side. A wee give and go away. Stephen Davis, he gets into the edge of the box and a brilliant ball into the back post. Takes a wee kind of deflection off um, one of the hip centre halves and then falls to Morelos. He takes a touch and just rattles it home. That was a cracking goal. Aye, aye, it was and. I think uh, with, with Morelos as, as well, it's, <laughs> I don't know, to take a touch, I thought it was bold, because it, it's not very morelos guess as well. I think he would just put it up, you know what I mean, just mm-hmm. take it first time, hope, hope for the best, and uh, hopefully it gets in target. But it was actually good composure to do that, and then he had a player coming in at him at the back, and he, he, he struck it home. So I don't think it was Morelos' best game, but you know, at the end of the day, if, if you're a striker, Scores over the game, it doesn't play well. You take it, don't you? So, um, aye, it was a, it was a really nice goal, and um, it was a nice ball in from from Kent. I'm sure we'll come on to it, but it was he was getting tackles all through the game, which were just ridiculous, weren't they? Um, which which is difficult for a winger, you know, if they're getting if you're getting kicked from all angles. <sighs> I don't think Kent's the character to go hiding, but you know, it's how many kicks does it take for for somebody to get a card out? You know, I know, and. Yeah, we will come on to that. But I think Hibs, Hibs targeted him in the sense today that they wanted two or three men on him at all times. So when he was kind of drifting in the centre or to the left, it wasn't getting a minute. It wasn't getting any any space to breathe at all. On the other side, I think Hadji on the right, you know, Hadji's, I think Hadji is a luxury player and we'll see that with the second goal. But I think um, putting him either side anywhere other than in the middle, I think he kind of he is ineffective. So how many times did I say to you during this game, why are we not putting Kent over in the right hand side? That left back's a donkey, right? There's no getting <laughs> no getting away from it. And you know, one of the one of the very few occasions that he goes over to the right hand side, we get that goal. Yeah, yeah. The, the left back is eighteen, he was in loan at something like East Queen's Park or he's still on or something last season, like played at a level. I'm sure he's a, a good decent prospect for Hibs, but why we not sting somebody him? Why we not looking at that team and saying that's the weak point, let's let's attack that to have go 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 on him, overload that right hand side and then you've got Hadji over there, they should be switching all the time. Which they have done in previous games, so it was quite odd that they didn't do that. Uh, but no, I completely agree with you. If we'd have 
if we'd have stuck on him, we, we, we could have done a bit more damage. Or even, like, remember when Itton made his debut? Uh, it was Kilmarnock at home. They pinpointed um, a, a quite a small left-back as well, and they stuck him on it. So why? Maybe we should have done something quite similar, you know what I mean? Get Itton on instead of... I know I know it proved to be a right decision playing our field, but we could have maybe put Itton out in the right-hand side to target him with long balls. He's not the tallest at left-back either. And uh, it could have been a bit more effective. I think that's maybe something that Gerard and Michael Beale and Guy McAllister and stuff need to look at. I I love the philosophy of we play to our strengths. And when we're on, like, we weren't on fire today, but when Rangers are at their best, they'll beat any team in in this league easily. But there maybe has to be a bit of ruthlessness and look at... Hibs weak points or next strengths as well. Aye. Aye. strengths uh-huh. as well, you know. Uh-huh. And just and exploit them. So I I think yeah, we should have maybe exploited that a bit bit more. Yeah. But it's easy to say in hindsight. Yeah. Just on Haji, so this this second goal was there's so so many positives for this second goal. James Tavernier gets the ball, uh, kinda deep in the kinda deep in the Hibs half, um direct ball into Scott Arfield, uh, who one touch pass to Haji, and Haji, it just catches the defender off guard. He plays it straight back to our field. He takes a touch and, aye, brilliant goal. Yeah. Brilliant goal. Yeah, um, our field was our best player in the park today. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was, it was fantastic. I think, uh, you know, we're crying out for a a midfielder as as we all know, but our. F- Arfield's a different type of player. Arfield just plays intelligent one-touch, two-touch passing, which I really like. We've not got MD. The, the type of midfield we're looking for is like a Joe Aribo who's going to take the ball 20, 30 yards, you know, split the defence open. Arfield's not that type of player. He's He'll give you, as you say, goals, assists, intelligent, quick play. He needs players around him who are on his level. Remember when he played with Defoe? Just sharp passing and everything. Uh, but going back to the goal, it was... Um, it was a great finish as well. Um, Hadji's ball was was terrific. He, he played a real big part in in that goal, um, and it's no less than what I feel deserved after his performance. I feel. And that's my point with Hadji. You know, being kind of wasted in the inside, just let him fall and find space. And you know, Hadji is like I, I'm. I'm not going to criticise Hadji today. I think a lot of fans will get frustrated when I said last week. This is what Yanis Hadji will do. He'll he'll be frustrating for 80, 90 minutes, but he'll have that moment of magic. He's, he's that luxury player, so we need to, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not expecting him to do anything else, because that's the kind of player he is, and, you know, that's a, that's the whole point, having a, a squad of different players, there. you are, Fulger Davis, Jack, Kamara, Hadji, they're all meant to complement each other. Yeah. But you're right, that both of them so very intelligent players, and I think Arfield was uh, what, probably our best player today. Which is interesting because Andy Walker and Sky Sports said that um, he would have been better off coming on, coming on as a sub instead of starting. And Andy Walker's a dick at the best of times, but he must have something over one of the Sky bosses that he's still got a job. Like, <laughs> to get rid of, like I'm not saying Latissia, no, that's the best pundit or anything. But how the f- how is he in a job and all them are getting sacked? It's, it's just baffling. Like, I know. But I'm I'm not I'm, I'm not gonna waste any more breath in in that wallopper. Um So 
Rangers roll two one up. Um, at this point, I'm I'm starting to feel a bit comfortable, but it wasn't it wasn't long after Hibbs got their their second goal, and this was really poor. Um, I can just imagine Ian punching his wall. Connor Goldson, uh, he's not really under any pressure. He gives the ball away so easily, and and Hibbs just take advantage of it. Ball played into Dodge, um, he was offside, but we'll come to that in a minute, and then it goes out wide. I think, again, Tavernier has to shut down Boyle a bit quicker, or was it Dodge or whoever it was. Uh, Tavernier's slow getting out, ball in to, you know, that kind of no-man's land where, you know, John McLaughlin can't come for it because he, he may get caught out, and at the same time, if he stays, it's just giving the, the, the striker a, a free header. Uh, I the boy out jumped Hellander and two each. Aye, um, as you say, and and Gerard said as well. It's you know we're coming out and defending that. Yes, it's offside. I, 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 we can't use that as an excuse. I don't want to hear it to be honest. Mm-hmm. My hard done by yes, the referee standard shite. But you look at apart from obviously they've got the luxury of VAR and and in the top leagues, but. They make these decisions all the time. We need to be better. We need to know. We need to expect that we're going to get shite decisions against us, and we can't defend like that at all. It's it's awful. Uh, but Boyle again, we've shown him into his, his good foot, and it's 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 as you say, it's in a position where probably McLaughlin can't go for it because if he comes and misses it, it's a you know it's a free header. But I, I, at first, I thought Hollander could do better. He's a tall. Strong centre half. He should not be getting beaten there. But the more I looked at it, you know, he's 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 starting from a he's he's trying to head from a standing position. Dodge is running onto it. He gets a leap on him. I don't think there's much he can do, and I don't think he can blame Hollander. I think the the problems start from from Tav and in Goldson. We that was the first time we've came up against two strikers really in the in the league, and we didn't cope well with that at all. I mean. We're not working in that during the week in training, you know, how how we're gonna defend against two strikers. I think we were really caught out by that and we struggled that and us but had a great game Deutsch scored as well. You know, it's we just could can't defend against two strikers, which is which is worrying. Um again it goes to should we go we go three three at the back against teams that play two up top, perhaps, you know. Um give sort of Tav and uh, Barisic a bit more freedom I mean let's not panic we're top of the league and it's you know it's um, you know we've we've done so well defensively and I understand why you know I was reading Twitter and stuff like that and say how many chances it's going to take for you know Gerald to drop either Tav or Golton why, why would we drop him for that game um, done so and that well. does my nothing so we're, we're going to criticise both of them well we are criticising like it's fair dues but they've been excellent all season so far the we we can't just after one mistake uh, decide not no what but murder up and Golden because uh, I, I I don't know Hillander doesn't get the same uh, criticism after one mistake Hillander wouldn't be like the fans wouldn't be screaming for Hillander to be dropped same way Edmondson or, or Balogun or whatever um we we can't just panic you're, you're absolutely right what what I do expect for the likes of Golson and Tavernier is to be able to react better to to making a mistake. Golson was so shaky for the next five ten minutes after this goal. Uh, you know, he will, 
he was getting caught in possession, he looked uncomfortable on the ball. I, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna press the panic button as you said, but he can't do that. He's he's a defender, he's gonna concede goals as a vice captain and the main centre half. He just has to be sharper and getting back in his game. Uh, it's as if he dwells on it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He's he's thinking about that. Um which you can't do. You can't it's um Yes, make every 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 defender in the world makes mistakes, but it's how the best ones react. You look at, you know, Van Dyke against Leeds. He he was, you know, thinking he was, I don't know, Cristiano Ronaldo, Leo Messi, like trying to take the ball, and he, the striker nips in and scores. But it's the way that he he reacts. That's the difference between, you know, a, an all right centre half and a really good centre half, and you just can't do it. I'd have, I'd have swung him off. Um, after five minutes after conceding that goal because it just it was a it was a bomb scare waiting mm-hmm. to happen gave away a foul a couple of minutes to go as well it's, um, it's that's 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 a mentality thing it's not in to do with ability ability wise he's a he's a good good centre half you know I'm yeah. not going to say he's the best one uh, I, I think I like his, his passing I think he's comfortable on the ball but his mentality is needs to be questioned I think no absolutely I think. So at this point, two each, there's maybe, what, 25 minutes or so left. Um, I'm going to be honest, I think, as silly as this is, I, I thought at the time that the subs were wrong. I, I get the idea we need a goal, so put on the likes of Jermaine Defoe and then later on Cedric Hitton, but I just think it changed the way we played too much and, you know, Hibs looked comfortable handling that. Rangers, well, Rangers aren't... Great kind of long balls or like direct passing to the forwards, Everything's in the build up play. So I think we, we needed something more in the midfield or the wings. And but I get when you look at that bench, you've only really got what Jones, Bird Jonas, and then four centre halves, um, <laughs> or the four defenders, even. I think, uh, I think the, the subs completely changed the game and made it, made it comfortable for Hibs. Oh, it's just I think they said it in commentary as well. It was, well, just people are getting in each other's way because we had three strikers and you know what I mean. It didn't give Kent any space and it just it completely disrupted that. I wouldn't have took Hadji off. Hadji's the one intelligent player that when there is tight spaces he'll thread a ball through. I'd, I'd actually like to see him in the four a wee bit because I think Hadji would be perfect for him, seen um, on that wavelength. So it was. I didn't like it at all going from uh, Defoe I can understand coming on um, but I think well, crying out for a bit of width I'd have, I'd have brought Jones on to be on I don't know if he's matched for that um, clearly there's something between him and Gerard where he doesn't particularly like him but we needed, we needed somebody like Jones I think yeah uh, or at least somebody in the midfield who can drive mm-hmm. drive forward alongside our field um you know, I'll even give Arfield ch- the freedom to play off a striker. So that comes to probably the the big point. We've got a, a couple of weeks left in the transfer window, just under a couple of weeks. Gerard spoke about getting a, a midfielder in. I, I think we do need a, a forward-thinking midfielder. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Not just because of the, what well, is now an injury crisis. That's what Jack, Eribo, Roof, McGregor's back now, but Balogun was injured as well. We, we are struggling. I find we need to get somebody in pretty sharp. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's quite funny actually. They asked, "What type of midfielder are you?" Asked Jared, "Asked what type of midfielder do you want?" And he said, "Is it like a holding midfielder attacking?" And I said, "If he's a good good midfielder, he should be able to do both." <laughs> <laughs> but I clearly, clearly an attack midfielder. And it's it's purely for since Aribo's been away, I've just missed a wee bit of spark in the middle of the park. I think. Um, you know, completely different midfielder to Arfield and Arfield is effect you know, effective at what he does, but he's not gonna be the one that, you know, I said earlier, drive at, you know, defences and tight spaces. Like if you somebody bought up it's his goal against Braga where he takes some something like that. So be be interesting to see who we who we get in. We're obviously linked to that. Uh, Johnson boy from from Preston. I don't I'm not gonna even claim to know anything about him but um, I imagine I think he is quite a creative midfielder. So, um, so yeah, I think I think that'll be good. But we need somebody up to. I said it before. We need somebody who's up to speed. Uh, none of this, you know, month to get up to March, March sharpness. We need somebody now if we want <laughs> if we want to take no, the league seriously. Aye, because it's but we're eight games in. You know, we we need somebody to come in and automatically be able to contribute. Um, that's you know. It, the pre-season's been and gone you know we've already had that so you're, you're absolutely spot on with that I, I, I know I might get stuck but Tumble should have took a chance on him just paid the 3 million there's somebody like him we're crying mm. out for aye. and uh, I know because we we need something different um, the players we have in midfield right now they, they're great as part of our squad but we just need that one last kind of Box to box midfield, yeah. or the last piece of the jigsaw, and I find that would have made such a difference today oh, as well. 100%. 100%. Um, so I know we don't want to dwell on this too much, it's frustrating, but we need, we need to touch, and it's going to be a big talking point this week. We all know that the standard of the referee is shocking in Scotland, but today it was a clear offside with, uh, for, for Deutsch for the second goal. The linesman is. Online with it, he's, it's in his eyesight. There's no players blocking his view. I think Hibs should have had a, a sending off, or at least one sending off. Like, Ryan can't go weather today. And the big one was uh, the centre half, was it Hanlon? The elbow on a Haji. Only got booked for it, but I think that's a clear sending off. We know the, the standard of the is shocking, but my point last week was we need, we need to start. Openly criticising the or openly try to change how the games are are, are refed after we win because now if we make a song and dance about it we're throwing the 
the toys at the pram. Aye, no, no, I completely agree with what you say. Put the pressure on them when they're in a good place, not when it's when it's excuses and it's uh, it is. Um, to be honest, there's no. Yes, it should have been a red card. The elbow. Ryan Kent took so many bad challenges today, so I'm surprised he's not injured. To be fair, um, kept going obviously for the ninety minutes. Uh, the one in Morelos, maybe, maybe I booking as was it a big Portis cunt? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, he's a dick as well. Uh, so no, I'm just. <laughs> I know. Um, I, I, I don't know about that one, but aye, uh, it was it's shocking, and it's it's just a call. It was just it wouldn't have happened with VAR. They'd have had they'd have had at least one sending off. They wouldn't have got that goal and. Yeah, uh, but VAR like you still need a good referee to to use VAR VAR sorry effectively. Uh, I don't think there's any excuse for no seeing that outside. And by the way, I'm not for one minute blaming the rest for Rangers doing points today. That's on Rangers. Rangers should have taken their chances more. They should have defended better. But I it's I, I, the big thing for me. The players only getting protected. Yeah, that's that's the big thing. Then up and down the country, um, every game. This isn't just isolated to Rangers, although I think there is a different mentality to a Rangers game. But they need to start protecting players. This is why it's potentially so hard to get players to to come to Scotland. Yeah, yeah. and you seen it last week in Morelos's tackle. It was a shocker. Like it, if he'd have been out for a a long time, why are they not like? I know it's all across the country, but. Can they not get like some sort of warning from the SFA to say you know you've missed so many mm-hmm. challenges and things like that? Like, are they not talking to the refs and be like, right? So talk me through how that wasn't a book, how it wasn't a foul on. <laughs> Why are they not putting a bit of pressure on the refs? And they should. There has to be a. It's a job like anything else. Like if if, you're, aye, if, if, if I'm a salesman and I'm not hitting my sales target, then you know I you know I would get. Criticise why? Why are refs? You get managed. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And what what happens right now is if if a referee in the top fight has a particularly bad game, they get dropped down to the championship or League One for a couple of weeks back up. So that's um, it's kind of making a mockery of the, the lower clubs. It's not it's not resolving a problem. It's just moving it to to another game. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. So this leaves us top of the league ahead of Celtic. Why by one point, but Celtic have a game in hand, and I know I think you you always need to assume that Celtic are going to win the majority of their games. It's all about what Rangers do. It doesn't it doesn't matter what Celtic do for me. I I I'm always in the mentality. If Rangers win all their games. They win the league. We've we've dropped four points now, and the before we've not even played everybody uh, once yet. I think. Between now and the Celtic game, we we need to win every game realistically. Mm-hmm. No, uh, definitely. That should be the target we're getting set by, and that's including beating beating Celtic. Also, we take one game at a time, but there's no room for error in the next four or five games. No, absolutely not, absolutely not. It needs to needs to be a hundred percent. The the game against Celtic now needs to needs to be a victory. There's no beating about the bush. Can't can't afford a draw. I know there's four old firms in a season, but. Your your mentality. You don't want to create a sort of create a, a divide um, so early in, in the season. So, ah, it's a it's a big uh, big time, and obviously with the the transfer window shutting and you know all the speculation about players going out as well. Um, I think you know uh, 
one one signing should be enough, but I think the it's holding on to you know a few of our big hitters. I think we need to keep Morelos now. I know we're in the, the sort of camp where oh, if we get the money, it's good from. But I've not. I think in terms of our striking options, the four obviously can't be relied on as a you know the main the main striker. Uh, a very good option to have, but Ruth. I don't think Ruth looks particularly. I know it's very early, and I don't. I feel bad criticising. He doesn't look like the player who's a. Uh, you know, ruthless finish on prolific it'll offer it'll give you like a bit more assist probably and work rate and things mm-hmm. like that to Morelos. Morelos is our only realistic, you know, striker who will give us goal you know, a real goal scorer I think. And it's good we've got the luxury now to maybe bring him out for a few games or put him on the bench. He's not the only option now. So I I, I personally now would would like to, to keep on to Morelos uh, at least till January anyway. You know? uh, I'm absolutely in the same camp. I think we need to be realistic. If 20 million comes in, then the club need to take it. It's just the position we're, we're in. Like, if there's not very many clubs um, out with like England, Spain, Italy that can just wave away 20 million pound. But he is a best striker, so best case scenario is keeping them. Yeah, you know, we're, we're not desperate for the money. It, it maybe be nice to have to bring in a couple, couple more players, but uh, he's He's our best striker. He was one of our top players last season. So we need to keep that. Uh, not need to keep him, sorry, but we should be looking to keep him. So move, moving off to the Hibs game, this was the second game in uh, in the week for us. Rangers played Lincoln Redimps in the Royal Crew Gibraltar on Thursday and went to a 5 0 1. Scott Ard, uh, I missed this, I was working and uh, but <laughs> I don't want to incriminate myself here but I did have a YouTube link up in my, my screen and it uh, fucking cut out after 10 minutes so I've seen the first 10 minutes can you fill in the, the rest <laughs> the of the caps. 80 for me yeah it, was, uh, it wasn't the best game of football to watch but it was, it was job done I think everyone would agree you know a, a 5-0 victory it's exactly what we needed some, some minutes to to give out to to people as well, I was actually quite surprised about the the lineup. I didn't think he would make so many changes in terms of Edmondson coming in and Greg Stewart as Greg well. Stewart as well, yeah, who wasn't didn't even feature on the bench uh, today, which was, was which was quite odd and maybe a good game for him. But I job job done. Uh, Morelos uh, getting two goals as well. Defoe coming back with a goal. They too looked really good when they when they came on. Obviously, Roof getting injured was, you know, a disappointment as well. Uh, but ugh, we weren't really. T- would have been better playing our under fifteens. I think to be honest, <laughs> like I think it'd be a more worthwhile exercise. Or, uh, playing, playing the playing the Colts. So, um, aye, it's it's job done. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, it's just an inconvenience to tie going over to Gibraltar and everything. So, yeah. and other. I don't. I know I'm probably a bit reactive because we just do up points to Hibs and we'll not delve into it too much. I know we'll cover it later this week, the Villam to match, but I'm seeing this as an, an inconvenience. I'm I'm more concerned about, or I'm more focused on the league fixture next week. Right now, right now, I, I can see this far enough. Is it a kind of distraction for Rangers right now? It is, but it's important. Uh, it we, need, we need to get into the group stages in terms of finances like in, in terms of like knocking back 20 million or whatever it is 50 million for Morelos we need to we need to get to the group stages for that to be any possibility or 
teams will have like sort of low ballers in terms of pricing and being able to attract players as well. No, no, I, 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 can't, I can't see like players. I know Ruth's obviously in the door, but if we didn't have European football, would they, would they have the desire to come? I don't think so. Well, but, you know, maybe I'm being a bit harsh there, but it's a big lawyer playing in the you know the Europa League group stages. And I think uh, come to the Rangers and. In the league we're playing in, the two main attractions are playing in front of fifty thousand fans, and playing in Europe. You're you're absolutely right. Right now, we only have the possibility of one of them. Yeah. We're not getting fifty thousand fans in any time soon. So I I think um you know it could potentially make it easier for whoever we're trying to bring in uh, before the end of the transfer window if we we do get the the group stage slot. Absolutely, no, I agree with that. Again, we don't want a <laughs> speak too soon speak too <laughs> soon but the winners of Rangers and Villamte hopefully it will be Rangers will be at home to either Gal- Galatasaray or Hidjiki Split yep. is that them for the playoff game uh, you know should we get past uh, this Dutch mob that's a really hard tie yeah yeah. it's obviously beneficial it's at home mm-hmm. uh, but you look at the, the player Falcao and Sort of Ryan Babel, you know, really, really top draw teams. So yeah, obviously, I, I don't think we should speak about it too much, but um, it'll be a, a really exciting tie, I think, if if we were to to proceed. But as you say, full attention needs to be on on Thursday and and next Sunday in the league. Absolutely, I think I find it. I we're looking at this game against the Villam and the potential. Playoff, and we're looking at that. That's a hard game for Rangers, but I think it's only fair to say that both Willem, uh, especially, and even Galatasaray, they'll both be looking at that draw. And you know, I don't think we'll be seen as the underdogs for that level of team anymore because the last two, the last two seasons we've done tremendously well against teams at that level and a bit higher. I, uh, I think uh, then. <laughs> I think they would have been able to avoid us in the in the draw as well. I I think so as well, and I th- I th- obviously with one leg ties, it's going to be um, particularly difficult, and they, um, I don't think it's going to benefit us at all. Um, I just think we are we're better with the being the under, mm-hmm. probably better playing as the underdog and setting up a game plan for for, for two games. So. He's sort of going to the unknown um, in this one game. So how you approach them will be will be very interesting indeed. So talk about the potential Galatasaray uh, fixture leads us nicely on to the best thing we've seen in Twitter this week. Talk us through it, Scotty. <laughs> so um, it was a a Turkish fella um, with a picture of we're coming to Crimea Ibrox. And then, and then somebody's uh, quoted the tweet saying, "Coming here to cut hair, don't talk pish." <laughs> <laughs> and it's a picture of like a stadium in flames, so it's uh, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Turkish babbles up and down the country will be taking offence to that, but <laughs> there we go. A nice wee light-hearted way to finish off the the weekly roundup. Um, you know that's. I think we need to stay positive. It's you know just two points up. We're still top of the league in a really good position. So here's looking forward to Thursday. Scott, thanks very much for joining me. No, cheers, cheers, and thank you everybody for listening. Take care.
planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.